before I die. Don't get scared now, niggas. Huh. Let's go. I'm a killer supremacist before I die. Everybody, we love. What's good, everybody? We back for another episode of the regular podcast. It's your host, Kilo. And Lucy is not with me today, but I got my man with me, Biz. Busy OG. What's up, bro? What's going on, brother? Thank you for having me again, man. Chilling, man. Chilling, man. You know what I like to do first is to ask you how your week was. Your week was cool? Oh, uh, yeah, man. It was, it, was, it was busy, man. Hectic, you know. Okay. Running around, getting it, getting this thing going. Okay, yeah, I've been, I've been chilling, man. I, I really got a lot going on, but I keep yeah. it, you know. I keep my head down and keep firing, as they say. So, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely watching. I'm yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. watching. I'm staying close attention. Right, right. So my, I got my guy on here today, y'all, because he, he just dropped an album on Friday. What yes, was that? Deci- December twentieth. Yep, December twentieth, man. The album is Busy. called Busy. B Z Z Y, hard yes, album. Indeed. Hard album. And, and hey, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. So look, before we even get into that though, it's some it's some hot topic right now. Everybody trying to clown my guy, but and this ain't like a, a, a favorite rapper of mine and nothing like that. But Nick Cannon, he he put the he put a, another Eminem diss out, and I guess this is the final installment of the Eminem diss tracks from Nick Cannon. You heard it? It's you called know, the, you, the Invitation I, Canceled. I did hear it, and I'm gonna be honest. I heard the first two joints, and I was like, "Man, Nick, get the fuck out of here, man!" <laughs> but this last one, I was like, "Ugh," because he he did a he did that whole you know black women angle, and you know that that's a that's a tough subject these days, man. You can't go against the black women, dog. That's just right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So if, so, if yeah, everybody nah, if y'all tough. if y'all ain't heard the joint, it's called. Uh, Nick Cannon's song is called The Invitation Canceled. Pretty much what he did was go and play a bunch of, uh, he started the song off with a bunch of Eminem clips of him disrespecting first Mariah Carey, which is a black woman. So he started with the Mariah Carey disrespect and it was like, you whore, you bitch, you slut, all that type of stuff. And then he go way back in Eminem's career at the early, before he was famous. And he said, he he did two lines that was uh, black girls are bitches, black girls are dumb. Right, and then Nick Cannon pretty much made that the chorus of the song, and he w- he was pretty much responded to that like this is what this white boy think of us, and 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 y'all been letting him. He really wasn't saying y'all. He really was talking to Eminem the whole time, saying like, this is what you think of us. You in our culture, you a guest, and you feel this way about our women. We ain't forgot, and mm-hmm. your your invitation as a visitor into this culture is done. That's what he was saying. It was canceled. Your invitation to the culture is canceled. That's what he talking about. Right, right. So yeah, like you said, that was his his angle, that was his plan of attack, and I think it was, I think it was the best of of all the ones that he put out. He should have put that one out first, but I, he probably didn't think about that at first. Yeah, I, I agree. If he would have came with that one first, I probably would look at Nick a little different. Yeah, I think everybody you know would have took it different if he would have came with that at first. For real, but yeah. now nah, he he looked like he just yelling at the at what they say uh, howling at the moon or whatever like. It looked right. like you know he just. It looked like he doing too much now. So so yeah, you know what you know what I don't like, bro. And I'm not to mean to cut you off, but I don't like is how he got he got Charlie Clips and 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 other and what Hitman and mm-hmm. and uh, what's it Conceited. He got them looking kind of crazy, man. Yeah, Conceited ain't they ain't, ain't diss him, but the other ones did. They hopped on it and, and diss him. They do look crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they ain't a good look. I don't like that. Nah, and and the battle the battle culture. Some people are supporting it just because it's a big look for battlers, but a lot of the, the blood of the culture is not with that. They like yo, that shit. Mm. It was a whack this. They wasn't feeling it at all. So right, yeah, man. Hey, hey, man. I guess for that because they they signed to Nick Cannon's actual record label too. So I guess Nick right. Cannon probably put that money up and said, "I need y'all to do this." They was gonna they was gonna take the take the chance. For real. Oh, well, you know they're going. They're going to ride with who who who's signing the checks. You know what I'm saying? Of course. No matter how. At the how, end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. So you see how 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 this going on? Let's say you get you 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 going to blow right. Somebody diss you. Mm-hmm. You going to diss them back? 
Hell yeah. <laughs> you Because and, and you, you know what? I'm gonna tell yeah, I'm I'm gonna tell you why. And okay. I was talking to my little brother about this yesterday. Yeah. The way the way I see it is if a, if that's how you make your money and another artist comes to you and diss you, basically what he trying to do is he trying to turn your fans against you and all his fans against you to where you can't even go nowhere and get no money. Right. So what's the difference between a rapper doing that to you than a person on a you know on the street that's trying to stop your bag in the street? Right. I don't really see no difference. Right. That's why, you know, and I hate to, I hate to bring up old bones, but that's why when Pusha T did what he did, I was all the way riding with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like I felt like Drake was just a big enough artist to where he really could almost damn near destroy you. Your facts. You know what I mean? In the in the public eye. Yeah. You know what's so. crazy? That was exactly how Drake felt about Meek Mill telling people he had a ghostwriter. He felt like, yo, right. this ain't even yeah, like a, yep. this ain't even no rap stuff. You trying to stop my money? So he felt like he had the bomb. Like yep. he was he was dissing he was dissing Meek all the way up until right before they put the song together. For real. He yep. had sub shots and he at had Meek. every right to. Yeah, he felt like Meek was trying to mess up his money. Really, that could mess your first of all, Drake's career is tarnished forever now because of that. So yep. Even though Drake getting a yeah. lot of money, he don't get the respect that he was getting when people like right. yeah, people were saying he was emotional, he was soft, but people still said yeah, he's still a good rapper though. Now right. they they questioning then, everything. Mm-hmm. And then did you see the last interview with Meek and uh on on Char- and Charlemagne when Meek Charlemagne asked Meek why he do it and Meek was like he don't even know. Yeah, he said he don't even he don't even know because he was so high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man, that that <clears throat> but you could tell at that time he was tripping because he was. He used to be saying all kind of crazy stuff on Twitter at that time because that's yep. when he was with Nicki. So he was he was wilding out. Yeah, he was. He was. I ain't mean to go off on a tangent, but, you know. That nah, that's, that, 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 that kinda... go in line with what we talking about. But mm. <clears throat> that was a little bit better back and forth than what we got right now, Eminem. And, Eminem, and people acting like Eminem, <laughs> like Nick Cannon is just dissing Eminem for no reason. Eminem dissed Nick on Fat Joe's album. so He did. Yeah, he said his name and everything. He said Mariah and he but, said Nick's name. So, but you know that you know that that stems back to uh, I think it's a Vlad interview. I heard about that. Oh, well, I, I think, think it, that, yeah. I think because because Nick, you know, Vlad he bring up the old stuff, and so Nick was talking about it. And I think that you know, Eminem he's so far removed and he don't come out with music too much mm-hmm. that when he do say something, it's like it's like super duper late or it seems like he just bringing up old stuff. But mm-hmm. he I don't think he had ever addressed it from that point. Yeah, and then he just said it on that record. Yeah, he didn't address it, but he has put out music since Nick Cannon did that. Because he put out Kamikaze responding mm. to everything. Like he could have said something on there. You so now he get, on, right. he get on Fat Joe's album, album, <laughs> and diss somebody right. else, like saying their names and everything <laughs> on Fat Joe's album. I'm, I'm surprised that Fat Joe let it fly. But yeah, I mean, what, what you, you going to say to Eminem, though? Yeah, I, I think that's what the way he was looking like. I ain't going to, you know, I got an Eminem verse. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, I, get, I feel like it, it definitely. Over like it, it made way more news than Fat Joe's album did, but I'm sure it helped the streams though because I'm sure people was playing that song crazy. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I might I might have told Eminem we can't do this one. I don't know. It, de- <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing. I guess Fat Joe can let it live, right? Yeah, man. I mean, he Fat Joe, so hey, who, yeah, people, what they gonna say to him? Right. So, yeah, because you know Nick wasn't gonna check Fat Joe about that. Nah. So not at all. so let, let's get let's get into your album, right? Mm-hmm. Busy. Yes, sir. I like it. You let me hear the joint early, so I was I already was tapped into the thing, to the album. Yep. And yeah. And uh first of all, what what's your favorite song on there? And I'm gonna put yeah, what's your favorite song on there? My favorite record? Yeah. Mm. Well see that see that I think it's like different ones at different times. It's different on how I'm feeling. Yeah. Lately I've been listening to uh HTKWS, mm-hmm. you know your favorite joint. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardinal Village is is one that's near and dear. That's where you're um, from, right? That's your neighborhood. That's that's where I grew up at. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. That's where I grew up at. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really single out one. Of course, pray. You know what I'm saying? It's about my mom and my grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, these were records that was in the making for a long time. I sat with these records and and just curated all of them. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I have my own, you know, type of relationship with each and every one of them. You know what I mean? I can't really say I got a a, a set favorite. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. It's yeah. your it's you wouldn't have put it out if you ain't love them all, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, yep. <clears throat> when I first heard the album, one of my my first favorite was Front Pew. Yeah. Cuz I just I it's just something about that um it was just a, it was just a nice little bop, little vibe to it. Yeah. So I was feeling well, you that. know the you know, gospel is the root of all music anyway. Right. Music, you know what I'm saying? In America anyway, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, when you, when, especially like for us, you know, I know I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm, I know you're pretty sure you grew up in the church. So that's just like, like a lot of our core anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, I just kind of tapped in. Like I haven't been, I ain't been to church consistently since I've been an adult. Um, but I think reason being is because I've, I've been living a certain type of lifestyle mm-hmm. for a long time and I just kind of tapped into it. Like, I, I, it's like the, it's like the battle in your mind. Like you want to, you want to do the, you're doing the right, you feel like you're doing the right thing, but you know, according to religion and, and the rules of, of how everything go in that world that you, you, you're not living right. So mm-hmm. that was me kind of playing and toying with that. I made it funny at the same time, but it was definitely some real, um, banter in that. So, yeah. Well, the reason I even felt like we need to get into this though is because the first couple lines in that song was harsh. So I was like, "Damn, what, <laughs> what the hell going on over there?" So you, you hold on. Can you, you remember it off the top of your head how you started out? Yeah. What, how no you matter start, how hard you try, bitch, I never fall. My loft in the sky, bitch. Yeah. Get in front of the judge, you, you gonna, gonna lie, lie bitch. bitch. And like, like an egg in the pan, you, you gonna fry, fry bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, so, all right, so we got to talk about what, what, what's the situation? What's the baby mama drama, man? Why, why is it there? I mean, you know, I put it to you like this. It was one of them, it was one of them feelings. I don't feel like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? I, I just say that. You know, it's not an ongoing thing, but it is a real, it is a real pivotal thing in my life when it comes to, my my son's mom, you know what I'm saying? And I would say at that point in time, I just felt like, I, how, how can I put it? You know, if if you ever feel like somebody that you thought that was for you and down for you, and then everything that happens to you in your life that's bad is involving that person. Yeah. That's how I felt. Like, I'm like, damn, like, she really don't, she really don't want to see me, like, strive for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though, like, this, you know, I'm not, I ain't never been like a person that that abandoned my kids or nothing like that. But you want to make me out to be this type of, type of guy, and, and I'll take those lumps. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm strong enough to take those lumps. But the truth gonna come out in the end. You know what I'm saying? So that that's that's just how I feel. Like, no matter how hard you try. You know what I'm saying? My loft in the sky. I'm, I'm gonna always sit up on top. That's just that's just how I feel. Got it, got it. Mm-hmm. That joint just—I was like, "Damn, there's some, there's some situations going on, yeah. going on there." I ain't never, you know, I ain't never dealt with the with the hardcore baby. You know, I ain't dealt with too much issues like that. So I was just thinking, like, "Damn, where it got where it got to be for it to be <laughs> immortalized in a record like that?" Hey, you feel me? Well, you remember, you remember, you remember the last joints. It was it's it's deep rooted, man. You know I know. What I'm saying? Like even the last time I was on that, you know, it's, it's, it all stemmed back from old wounds, and you know, every time a new a new issue come up, it just bring back all those old feelings, man. Because I'm gonna tell you what it is, and a lot of people is, and I I'll be the first to admit it. Every time I I get into it with her, I'm mad at myself that I did this to myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's like I'm like I gotta eat that every time. Every time that something go wrong, I gotta eat that because ultimately it's my fault. Right. You know that, what I'm saying? And and if you if, if a lot of people look at it that way, you will be able to do it. I put it in the music. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like I'm just going on tirades and you know doing no violent stuff. I just I just vent in my music. That's uh. So you got you got one kid with her. Two. How that how that affect the kids? That type of beef, or them issues that when they come up, man, it's it's heavy. I, I think that um, they they honestly they getting older now, but my youngest he 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 don't like it. I will put it like that. My oldest he could really care less. 
I don't think he really bothered too much. He on his own world. He's 13 now, so he just kind of in his own mode. But like I say, since day one, you turn my kids against me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm working for them. So yeah, that's just how I look at it. If, if, you know, like I say, the truth gonna come out in the end. I just feel like, I just feel like a lot of times, I get slandered on certain certain issues or certain platforms, and I never say anything on that platform. But this is my platform to be to be able to vent out and tell my my truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hold on, right? Hold on, right? Quick. All right, we back now. All right, we had a little technical Ooh. difficulty. But my man, y'all heard y'all heard what he said. He said, uh, he said the kids they gonna they gonna see the truth. And I think you even said that in, in one of the songs. You might have said it in that song. Like when they get older, yeah, they gonna know what yeah, time it, it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, then, yes, shit, speaking about you know parenting or whatever, I, you know you got the song "Pray," mm-hmm. and you know when I was listening to "Pray," I was thinking like, damn, I wonder how many do do people realize that really ain't no rap songs like that. But about the dad, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking like, damn. But then I heard in the song, you said something like, a mom was by herself, dad wasn't around, something like that. Yeah. So I was like, damn, yep. so many so many people ain't making songs about their dad like that because a lot of their dads wasn't around. Yeah. But I'm yeah, like, I damn. think so. But you, <clears throat> but you know what? I'm, I, and I would say this, though, about my pops. Now my pop, he didn't raise me, um, but he actually stepped into my life what I think is at the right time. He always paid child support and did that whole thing and came and got me, um, you know, every other, you know, every blue moon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went to the when I went to the Navy, that's when he stepped in, you know what I mean, and taught me how to handle finances and taught me how to maneuver in a responsible way. Mm-hmm. And if you see me and my dad's relationship now, you would think that we grew up in the same household together. Really? So I want I want I want anybody who listening to this if you got a dad he ain't necessarily raised you I would say talk to that man cuz you never know what the situation was Facts And it and sometimes it might not even have been a situation that you would have necessarily stepped out on but remember everybody not you mm-hmm. And he could have been dealing with certain things that in his life that 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 uh you know that led to to that to that distance but at least see what the what the root of everything was. That way you can have clarity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. move on with your life. That's fire. Because, you know, we did an episode a couple years ago called Daddy Issues, man. We let people call in, and they just was talking about their problems with their dad or if they fixed them or if they never got fixed and or, or stuff like that. And that was a real heavy episode, man. I really That's probably mm-hmm. like one of my favorite episodes because people was just opening up about yeah. you know what I'm saying about that type of vulnerable situation. One actually one of my guys, man, he called in. His dad actually shot him. You Whoa. feel me? Like yeah, he's from my hometown. His dad like his dad was hitting on his little brother or something and then he tried to step in and stop it. His dad shot him in the foot. Man. And he tried to shoot him again, but he ran, he got away. Like he was trying to shoot him for real, like hurt him, kill him. Wow. Yeah, like it's like man, that, that, like that's... Some, some people's situations with their pops be irreconcilable be. but but you got most people i feel like they in a situation that they can fix it like you know what i'm saying like yours i'll be i'll be always telling people i think if you can't then you know that's that's one that's sad but hopefully people can fix them them situations yeah bro because i'm gonna tell you it's really you know how when when they say oh you're not you're not doing it to to forgive him or the case and be you will feel better about yourself at yeah. the end of the day i know i did yeah and then we was able to move forward from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, if anybody listening, you got a problem with your pops and you don't deem it irre- irreconcilable, fix it. You try know what I'm saying? At least, at least hear him out. At least try it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I always tell people that. <clears throat> so back mm-hmm. to pray. Well, I, that's just what came mm-hmm. to my head when I when I was listening to pray. I'm like, damn, I ain't never heard no song like, you know what I mean? But yeah. so so pray, you talking about mom, dukes, you talking about grandma. Mm-hmm. Get into yeah. that. What? 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 Because I guess they re- they more in the religious side, right? Yeah, most definitely. And so I they, didn't curse on that, so kudos. okay, yeah. So they could listen to it without <laughs> no problems. Yeah. So they was they and was that, out here big praying for you. I'm guessing. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you 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 know how I go. I went to I went to jail when I was in 
in the Navy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So those, you know, your mom and your grandma, they they your rocks for real. Anytime I needed some little change, a little, you know, a little something, they always was there, even from the beginning. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure. And it, it, one thing that was really, really big that I needed to make this record was is that I want to do it. I don't want to wait till nobody gone for me to celebrate their life. Mm-hmm. And what they did, so that's that's why I was like, let me go, let me make this record now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot, of, I see a lot of people they losing their grandparents, losing their parents, and they really messed up about it. Some of them may feel like they ain't, they didn't get to tell them everything they wanted to tell them while they were here. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to do that. I wanted to make a conscious effort to do that instead of just waiting until it was too late. Exactly, exactly. Did they hear it yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they heard it. They heard it first, actually. Oh, how they felt about it? My mom, she liked it. You know what I'm saying? Because she, you know, I brought up all the stuff she used to be doing. Like when we lived at this place called Woodside, there was another uh, another project in in my city. Uh, she used to work at the Arby's, like right at the top of the uh, hill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that just it's just stuff you you always remember. Like you know, I, every time she get off work, she you know bring me milkshakes, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Arby's. See, I'm from I'm from oh, I'm from sure. Ohio, Youngstown. So uh-huh. Arby's, that's where Arby's started at. So the milkshake, okay. and a, a milkshake and a curly fry was everything back in the day. Oh, I remember that's that. That's a fact. You feel that's me? That's a fact. I used yeah, to man. I used to love them shits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know because yeah, I ain't even I'm not even religious or nothing like that no more, but I grew up in that. But I be I be appreciating though the people that pray for me. For real. Because mm-hmm. even even don't matter what you really think about prayer or who the person is praying to, what they're doing for real is sending out positive energy for you. Right. For like directed for you to help you. So you yep. really can't go wrong, really, as long as it's positive prayer, like you know, yep. you can't even you can't go wrong. I appreciate Anybody that 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 put them words up for me, man. Yeah, for real though. because I'm. It, it, it don't matter how you look at it. All of it is like on some real positive. Whatever you, whatever you, whatever it is, whatever religion it is, whatever. If you don't want to say it, ain't religion. It's spirits. It's, mm-hmm. it's energy. All of that stuff. To be honest, to all at the core, it's the it's the same goal. Yep. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Um, and then my grandma, she heard it, but you know, she don't listen to, she don't listen to no rap. She didn't understand it at first. <laughs> yeah. She under, she understood it once I showed her the visual, when I showed her, uh, the visual I did with her in it, mm. that's when she was like, oh, and then she, you know, started smiling and stuff like that. But yeah. at first when I put the headphones in her ear, she was like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she, she, she always, she wanted to, she wanted to just watch the stories. And I'm coming over there with headphones to my listening to the song. So oh, yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah. that wasn't in her that wasn't in her normal routine. So. Nobody got time for that. Nah, yeah. But she but after I, after she saw the video, she she really loved it after that. Yeah. But All right, yeah. so so on that song, you got the singing on, on the track. What made you do that? <laughs> you 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 was really out here like I'm like, and this nigga Yeah really singing. Um I'ma tell you what that came from just like everything else, bro. Mm-hmm. I ain't have nobody to do it. Oh, okay. Like I wanted to, I had, I actually was in talks with a guy, uh, you know, from my city. I was like, yo, uh, I had a record I want you to do. You know, you still sing? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, I want to get you in the studio. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess he thought I was playing, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, we got to do something. But I got, I got my own studio. So I could, it could have been any time he could have laid it down. But of mm-hmm. course, you know, people, people, you know, they, some, you know, they have, they have their own life and they living their life how they live it. Yeah, they ain't really got time for uh, you know other things. So I was like, well, I can't just wait. So I said, let me go ahead and, and get it right. Mm-hmm. And it came out came out nice, man. Hell yeah, it was good. Like, I'm like, damn, yeah. he ain't even need nobody else <laughs> on this because I feel like um, yeah. you had did you had did um what was that uh what's the one where you had the the pastor do good like you did a few different oh, voices yeah. on the on the album. I'm like, yeah, hey, he yeah, ain't need yeah, nobody yeah. for real. He was you was cut because you kind of sounded a little bit different on every time you switched it up. So, uh-huh. Yeah, I did a uh, past the Thaddeus Matthews and then past the Do Good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I you don't you don't know it. I I I did a I did my version of uh Kirk Franklin at the end of uh Front Pew too. Okay. Now, I heard <laughs> it, but I didn't I didn't realize that was the Kirk yeah. joint. Yeah, that was yeah, that was my that was my version of it. I ain't say his name or nothing like that, but you know, I just kind of mimic some stuff that he'll do. Yeah. I was feeling that. Yeah, man. Okay. All right, so the, so let me because you know I started out about the fatherhood thing about mm-hmm. the fathers or whatever. So you feeling like now you got to be honest here, 
you're feeling like mm-hmm. the type the type of father you've been so far would your kids make a prey about you right now if they when they grew up would they make mm-hmm. a song like this about you mm. honestly bro i'm be honest i don't know you don't know i don't know yeah, I, I would like to think, but see that you know my kids—they so used to not to me not being in the city. Mm. It's been a tough thing when, when you know, by the time I came back, yeah, um, and trying to and me just being there the whole time because they know when they come to my house when I used to live in New Orleans, they come to my house. They know ain't no video games getting played to the whole house cleaned up, mm-hmm. none of that crazy stuff going on, and we you know we all about order. Yeah, so. When, you know, I come here and it's like, all right, he, this dude, like, literally right around the block, they kind of push away. But at the same time, I would say this. Um, they getting older. Yeah. And I have to remember how I was at that age. At that age, I ain't really want to hang around moms or pops. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to roll with my friends and stuff like that. So it's, it's, been, a, it's been an adjustment for me and them. So, but I, we working towards it, man. How many? I ain't how many never you giving got? Up on my sons, I got two boys. Two boys. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, so on you way. only got one baby mom then? Well, I mm-hmm. thought you had more kids than that. I, well, I got one on the way. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Is she in the city? Yeah. Oh, I mean the baby in the city. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah, you you good then? So you got. So how old yeah. is the boys then? Thirteen and ten. Oh, so they they preteen teen. Yeah, so they in that like they at that stage, and yeah. I had to like I like I said, I gotta remember that. You know, you know, it's it's almost the equivalent of like somebody going to jail, like a dude going to jail. Cause you away, and then the kids come out. Yeah, and yeah. they come out, and they older, and you trying to be this. You know what I mean? Like, and you have to you have to finesse it a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of that's part of the things that I'm learning now. Like I can't just force myself onto the situation. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta let them come to me, but at the same time, I can't. I can't get them too much distance. It gotta be a natural balance. Mm-hmm. I know. Things. I know. And that's that, what I learned. I was. I was fortunate because my daughter was only eighteen, nineteen months when I had came home. So it wasn't. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't. She was definitely like rebellious to me because she didn't know me. Like I left when she was three months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely forcing myself in the situation, and that wasn't the best approach at all. Like nah. she wasn't, she wasn't feeling that she wasn't. I had to like ease my way, like you said. But I was, it was more fortunate mm-hmm. for me because she was way young. So now, everything yeah. is cool now. But like you said though, the dads a lot of times we get we get that um we get we pretty much the disciplinarian. So really, when she right. know when I'm you know when it's with me, it's gonna be order and straighten up, stop doing that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like all of that. But we just gotta be like that, even though. You know, they might push the kids away a little bit. They might be closer with their mom, stuff like that. But right. it just got to be like, and my daughter live in the house. We live in the same house. But she still, you know, you can still tell, even though she was so young when I came home, you can still tell that she still remember what it was like when I wasn't there. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, she only six right now. Right. But you can still see it, though. And, and some people think they grow out of that. But really, they, they subconsciously, they know, they remember it. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, why I was like, asking. I'm I like, think, go ahead. Yeah, man. I, and and that, that situation is not it's not a unique situation, right? You know so what I'm saying? Like, and, and, yeah. So it's like a, a, that that part I wasn't really prepared for. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really prepared for them to get older in this in this dynamic, and right. that's why I chose to even come back home mm-hmm. because I, you know my son, my youngest, has said something to me, and I was like, all right, now it's time for me to go ahead and. And make my way back. And plus, they were getting in a little bit of trouble in school and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm known. I love. I, I, I pop up at the school. Like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Talk to the teachers the whole nine. Yeah. So I was like, let me go ahead and get closer. That way, if anything is happening, I can kind of get a foothold on it. And I will say this about both my sons: they ain't in the streets. They ain't doing nothing crazy. They just doing regular kid stuff because mm-hmm. it could be much worse. And yeah. what I say to that, I tip my hat off to their mom for that. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just, you know, keeping them out of that out of that way. That's good. That's so, good. See, mm-hmm. get that lady a compliment. All right, all right. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like we want, we want to definitely um, come up being the type of fathers where our kids would want to, if they was rapping, they would want to make a song called "Pray About Us." You feel me? Because mm-hmm. it's too many. It's too many of our men that really it ain't even it ain't even it's not the kids' fault. It's really us. 
We dropped the right. ball with the kids in whatever way possible. Even though when I got in trouble, that was before my daughter was even born, you know. But still, I still made a mistake. So right. we, we dropped the ball in way too many ways. A lot of fathers did. And, you know what I mean? We got to get out of that, break that cycle so we don't have to. So, mm-hmm. so our kids could, you know what I'm saying? Look how we looked at Luther. Well, I don't know how you did. How look, I looked at Luther anyway. Well, he made that Dance With My Father song. I'm like, yo, what type, Nick? Like, <laughs> that's how I used to think about it. Like, yo, who wants to dance with their dad? That's how that's how we came up thinking. Like, yeah, even though, you not know, a not a yeah, not a dude. Yeah. I, I was just that, that was what I was thinking. Like, oh, yeah, I what kind of man? What kind pops. of man want to dance with his dad? Like, I knew like you know it's one thing to be cool with your dad and all that. I always been cool with my dad, but I ain't never been close like that with him. You feel me? Like, we ain't never danced or mm-hmm. nothing like that. So I wasn't that. So, yeah. but but when you think about it though, ain't nothing wrong with that for real. You know what I'm saying? Nah, That's just how we grew. How we grew up. We thinking like sons with their moms, like, and the dad is you go right. see the dad on the weekend, or you know what I mean, stuff like that. That mm-hmm. shit ain't that shit ain't all the way regular though. But we just, you know, that's just how we. I mean, it is regular. Too it's too regular actually. Right. When you think right. about it. But yeah, yeah, we we gotta get we gotta get more close with these kids and let them know. Yeah, I mean, we putting out positive energy for them too, or praying. You understand? Yeah. So they yeah, can, so they could feel they could feel that connection. But I what I respect most the song definitely. though, because you know, big enough, big enough, mm-hmm. the, our, 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 the black women is always gonna work out. Yeah. And I and I and I ended I ended on this. Mm-hmm. The same way I talked to my pops. Yeah. And got clarity. I sit my boys down and we all get clarity together. Okay. Like we we really we really sit down and talk. Yeah. And that's the that's the main thing because, as I was trying, like I said, I was trying to get my way in, and you know, kind of force myself in that situation where I had to step back for a little bit, bring them together, say, "Hey, look, all right, this how I feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How do you feel?" Mm-hmm. And we just had it. We got that dialogue, so it's working. And they kept it real with you. I think for the most part, I, you know, I didn't a lot really of times kids no when they get in that age, they don't want to hurt your feelings or they don't really want to talk about yeah. it. So they'll say anything to get you to stop talking to them for real. A lot of times they do that. Well, well, I think that I think that the things that they talked about, it, I mean, instead, instead of going like in too too much of like detail or how yeah. you know on they they personal feelings, mm-hmm. the things that we talked about, it wasn't necessarily like. Um, are you lying to me type, you know what I'm saying? Type yeah. stuff. It was just basically like, they, cause they, we got a, we got another son coming. Yeah. So it's like, how do you feel about that? Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Like they, they, like these are, you know, these questions, how you feel about it? Mm-hmm. You know, one of them said, Hey, look, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it's just, that's just the type of stuff that we, we sit down and talk about. And I mainly, the main thing is, I think it's like, all right, just getting where I stand out the way. Cause I think sometimes, they get where I stand a little clouded. You know what I mean? So I'm just like letting them know I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So. <clears throat> yeah, kids be having a hard time understanding that when they kids, but when they get older, mm-hmm. they, they, it, it clicked, they hit it, they get it. Yeah. It's, it's better that yeah. you're back there now because then it'll make it much easier for them to understand it when they get older. You know what I mean? If you would have mm-hmm. stayed gone for for all that time, that's when it would have, you know what I mean, been a, been a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. But I still, yeah. I respect that though. You always got to, you know, I had to do what I had to do. You know how me and my daughter started bonding, though. When I was at first, I was too abrasive, right? And she wasn't. She was like, "Nah, hell uh-huh. no." So what I had to, what I started doing was <laughs> every morning we would get up and open up the blinds together, and that was like our introduction. Mm. I was like, "How we?" You know how you you twist the little rod thing and it it make you know yeah. it turn the blinds, open them up like that. We would just yep. I would just pick her up and let her hold it, and I would hold it at the same time, and that was our mm-hmm. bonding thing. That was how we connected at first you feel me and then slowly from there we would i would do something like i find something else to do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and then i find and then from there i had to keep on growing because i seen that me just telling her hey i'm your dad do it i'm yeah i mean that shit don't that don't work it don't it's never gonna work like that so yeah Yeah. i I respect you for 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 handling it like that now we just got a little bit deep but we about to get even deeper because you you you, (laughs) well that really with family is the deepest thing so i ain't gonna say we can get even deeper but mm-hmm. my favorite song now, HTKWS. Now, was I right about the breakdown Indeed. of that? How to kill a white? How to kill white supremacy? Yeah. Okay. Well, how to kill a supremacist? Yeah, oh, okay. like how to kill a white supremacist. Okay. How to kill a white that's supremacist? It? Huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Okay. Now, 
what what prompted this song right here? I actually had a real run in with one. Oh yeah, <laughs> in, <laughs> like in Virginia or down in like New Orleans? No joke. In, in Virginia. Okay, like they, some real backwood, and I put it to you like this: I um start working at this dealership, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a little run in, and he said something to me. He was like, "Yeah, I'm looking for a city van." And I was like, I had just started, like maybe like a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I say a city van. Like, what are you talking about? I'm thinking he's talking about like a, you know, one of the big white passenger vans, like them 15 passenger vans. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got one over here. Da, da, da. So I actually go get it. It was like, nah, we talking about a city van. I'm like, what are you talking about? So my boss at the time, he was like, ah, oh, these guys knew another white guy. Oh, these guys are new. They don't know what a city van is. And they like chuckling and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? I'm trying to keep my composure because I've been in the in the hospitality industry before. So I kind of just keep my, you know, keep my composure about it. Like, all right, cool. I'm new. You know what I mean? You got it. So I go and he, you know, he give me the keys to the city van. I go get it. He like, yeah. Like these, these some real like dirty. They had like dirt on them tobacco you know dip all in a mouth like real stink but you could tell they just looking down on me right yeah so he like yeah I, I i bet you know what a city city van is now huh boy like oh, that right no, and i was not. like mm. <laughs> so then right look, look. <laughs> so then i was like all right so then he said yeah he said i bet you don't even know what an ss mean so at that point i was like nah why don't you tell me you know what I'm saying? Like that, right? So yeah. that's that's how I, I kind of had it now. I was like, well, why won't you tell me? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had, it was a big old fallout between me and my manager. My manager heard I said it right in front of him. At that point, I ain't really care what happened. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I was basically was like, man, fuck you. <laughs> you know, like, you know what I'm saying? So so he got in, oh, man, you can't talk like that. I'm like, bro, you you fed right into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, you, you can't let these guys rowdy you, man. I'm like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> so then, like, that that that's pretty much what happened. Like I was like, man, I I'm not in New Orleans no more. I'm in some backwood, you know, place. I I was like, man, I I, I had a culture shock. Yeah. So I was listening to that beat, and that's the way I felt. You know what I'm saying? So that's just that's how I came about. And I always I'm a real I'm a real avid listener of Tariq. I don't know if you 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 listen to Tariq too, right? Tariq Nasheed. I listen to him yeah, sometimes. Yeah, Tariq is funny though, man. He's funny as hell. I definitely know. I'm, I'm very, <laughs> yeah, very, very. I just bought Hidden Colors Five yeah. last weekend, so yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm I'm a real big you know Tariq fan. I listen to him all the time. So mm-hmm. like I just I just understand the dynamics of it. And I knew what was going on when it was happening. Yeah. So it really just kind of kind of warmed me a little bit, and that's that's just, that's just literally how I felt. I what let me ask you this. What yeah. did you what did you get out of the record? Like when you heard it? Out of the song. Um mm-hmm. I didn't get I didn't even to me it didn't feel like it was a real it was a like you actually had a real situation. It just felt like you was thinking about it. Cause you kept saying, I'm gonna kill me, mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill a supremacist before I die. So you was thinking like they gonna push me. Somebody gonna, or maybe they already pushed me to that point. And I'm thinking before I go mm-hmm. out, it's going down. Just one good, just one good time. It's going down. Yeah, you know I mean, one good time. That's how I was taking. Yeah. I feel like, shit, why not? You understand? Right. So, because if you know, hate me, you know what I mean. Like if you, if you hate me, then what, what I, what I care about you for? Yeah, it ain't, it ain't. I'm gotta, not about it to, ain't gotta be no reciprocated love when it ain't no yeah, love man. coming, coming at you in the first place, at all. Yeah. Yeah, and I ain't, I ain't, I ain't with it. I'm not with none of it. That joint hard, you know. I put, I put that yeah. on my. Uh, I got a stay woke playlist, man. I'm gonna tell you what type of songs is on my stay woke playlist. I got, yeah. I got, um, I got the revolution will not be televised by Gil Scott Heron on there. I got, okay. um, I got murder to excellence, Hove and Hove and Kanye, them type songs. I got Black Thought right. and Rhapsody, Dostoevsky. I got. Mm-hmm. Man, I got all type of like so that song right there going there with the likes of them joints. That's how hard that song is. That's to dope. Be. Like I got that's dope. You know what I mean? It, my, like the playlist, like I said, is called "Stay Woke." So that song go right in line with all of that. I got a um. That's dope. Damn, I can't remember the, the Freddie Gibbs song that's on in there. Uh, it might be called "Feel Nigga" or something like that. Actually, uh-huh. but 
Yeah, it's some, it's some. So that joint is 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 that's right up my alley. I'll say that. Yo, <laughs> you feel me? That's dope. And you know what's crazy? I played it for my cousin, and, and uh, he he's in prison right now. Mm-hmm. And I played it for him over the phone, and he was like, "Man, that shit hard, cause you went in on that shit." Mm-hmm. He said, "Man, but they might try to kill you though." Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, I said, "But you know what? Mm-hmm. It, it, the energy out there already. Yep, that's the main thing. Yeah, and that's you fire. Know, you got so, hey." They're not gonna keep doing the dog whistle thing, and then they can't get mad when you when you bark back. You feel right. me? Right. Hey, I ain't mad at. It. I like that joint. So and if and if and if anybody mad about it, that's white, that's listening to this, then you probably need to check yourself. I'll put it to you like that. If somebody say they want to kill a white supremacist and you get mad, what that sound? That sound like you might <laughs> be the target of that because you probably a white supremacist. Exactly. That's how it sounded to me. Exactly. That's exactly how it sounded to me. But look, though, so since we're on the topic of, of, you know, how black America might feel about white supremacists, not all of us, but some of us do feel this way. We got Dr. Umar Johnson had went on The Breakfast Club and he gave a list of what he feels the top five biggest issues for black America right now. And um, let me just Mm -hmm. tell you what that what that list is. What he said was he said. Mass incarceration, and he didn't put it in any order. He just he just named them. He said mass incarceration, miseducation, mm-hmm. gentrification, access access to wealth, and police genocide. Those are what he said mm-hmm. our biggest issues are today. Like right now, 2019, right. rolling into 2020. Now, yeah. Now I know um the Breakfast Club on YouTube they had posted a poll. They wanted people to choose what they felt like is the the biggest, like the single biggest one right now out of all the, out of those five. And, and which one you think is the, the the worst issue for us right now, or the biggest problem for Black America right now in America? If I think, if I had to, I would say access to wealth. Yeah, that's what I said too. But you know what? What yeah, they what the biggest answer on uh, YouTube was miseducation, which to me those are the mm-hmm. top two. No matter and right. on on that poll, it was top two also. Uh, miseducation got forty six percent of the vote, and eighty nine thousand people voted. Number two was uh, access to wealth. That was twenty three percent. So you know that's a classic argument right there. That's um, W. E. B. Du Bois yeah. versus Booker T. Washington. The classic argument yep. of economics versus education. You feel me? Sure, w. E. B. Was like, nah, we need to go to education. We need to think our way out of this racism stuff. And Booker T. Was like, mm-hmm. yeah, education is cool, but we got to put that secondary to our labor and our money and our economic, our financial status. Yeah. And that's a that's a battle yep. still going on all the way to this day of people not knowing which one to put first. Yeah. Which one you think? So because you said I access to wealth, though. I say access to wealth because with access to wealth, with access to wealth, all of those other things will fall in line in due time. That's what I think. Facts. Okay, what about the, because you know, because I say the same thing as you, but you know people come with the argument. If they gave black Mm -hmm. people access to wealth, since we're miseducated, we wouldn't know what to do with it. What's your rebuttal to that? I don't believe that. You don't believe that? I don't believe, I don't believe we're miseducated. Right. I believe that, I believe that, we just disenfranchised mm-hmm. and it's it's like i don't ain't no 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 race uh better than the than the than the next the white people not smarter than black people they are smarter than asian people they are smarter it's really a case by case thing so like let's say this you you go ahead and you give what well, what's a, what's a good number for reparations and you know that you would think that each each household should get each. Oh shit, you don't want to. I'm thinking millions each household, but you know, just say a million. <laughs> let's just say easy number, a million dollars, because that's what a lot of a people think. Dollars. If they gave y'all a million dollars, y'all would go buy chains and jewelry. That's what they say. A million dollars. Now, that may that may be true. Somebody may go do that, mm-hmm. but that's their prerogative. They want to do that. Yeah. Now, if if they if you if you start at that point, somebody give you a million dollars and you go blow it. That's on you. That's on you, because you you can't you can't blame nobody at that point. You can't say anything like you had your shot, you blew it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, with that million dollars, if it came with a it, it now would it would it be wrong to have some sort of guidelines when it comes to that million dollars? Mm-hmm. Would I ask you would it would it would it be good to have? Okay, now you have this million dollars. We're gonna show you. Where you need to start putting it, you need to invest and go find you some land. You need to get you a house built. You need to get you multiple homes and, you know, stuff like that and start generating revenue. Mm-hmm. 
does does do you actually need a formal form of education for that or could you just use the community to help help quote unquote educate you to be able to use your money right right you could you could definitely use the village and i want to get say what this. i'm saying i want to say this right <clears throat> at first i was thinking uh yeah we are miseducated when you said we're not miseducated, what I'll, I'll say this, I'll dial that back a little bit because some of us are miseducated mm-hmm. and a lot of other of us okay. are. Because if you talk to a lot of people, a lot of black people, we know a lot of stuff. We just don't have a way to make it happen for real. Like it's not like right. we, we running around here like some idiots. We know what the hell going on. We just can't right. make it happen because we don't have the capital to make it happen. That's why a lot of times... Right. um. If you run into, I know especially when I was in the Navy, like you would run into white people and they would be surprised that I was smart. And it's like, <laughs> I would be telling them like, yo, do you know, you think I'm smart? Like I know so many black people way smarter than me. I'm not smart. I didn't get, I never got good grades. I was never a good student at all. If you think I'm smart right? and you surprise, like they used to be like, well, you're not like other black people. They straight would say that. I'm like, you buck, you tripping. Wow. There's so many black people smarter than me. And that's what they really, mm-hmm. so- the fact that they think I'm smart and I was a, a average student growing up. If the black people, all the whole lot of the black people I knew growing up was able to access the wealth that was needed to really sustain um, prosperity in this country, they would be their minds would be blown if they think I'm smart. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm right. <laughs> I'm intelligent enough, but I was definitely not the smartest kid in school. Like you feel me? I think I think me and you were kind of like in the same because I was more one. I was like a teeter totter student. Like I was borderline. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And when I got older, I said, "People don't people don't succeed being borderline." Right. So let me do this myself. Mm-hmm. I may not have a I may not have a, 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 a education, you know, for, further than some college on on paper. Yeah, but when it come down to me educating myself and reading books on my own. And learning about and researching things on my own, I'm very well, you know, educated in that sense. Of course, yeah, that's 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 invaluable, really. The, but the mm-hmm. fact the fact is, most of our community is like that. No matter what they try to show us on TV, most of our community is like us. They we we go out and we seek information. A lot of us have a whole lot of information, especially mm-hmm. the dudes that's in prison. Them is some right. of the smartest dudes in the entire community. They just made the wrong mistake when they were 17, 18 to 24 years old. Yeah. And they yep. they locked down for 20 to 50 years or whatever the hell. And they stuck there. But they're very yep. intelligent people, though. You feel me? And that's the thing about that's the thing about a society, any society. A lot of the people that are more intelligent are going to be higher risk takers because they don't want to follow rules. The whole thing about rules is to make you say, you can't think for yourself, we'll do the thinking for you, just follow what we tell you to do. If you look at any, yep. any society, like that's where the smarter people are going to be a little bit more dirty, or not dirty, but you know, they're they, they going to they gonna toe that, that fine line of genius and criminal. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, any, right. that's not just black society, but the thing about it is, what these white lawmakers would do, really, I feel like, it's just black people will be doing something. They would say, oh, black people do that, and they would make it illegal. You feel me? They would. Mm-hmm. They was making stuff illegal after they were seeing us do it. Things that everybody, right. you know, because they couldn't figure it out. Like, oh, these people keep figuring out how to get out of poverty. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make it so that it's illegal to sell things without a license. So now they won't be able to do anything yep. unless they ask us first. And we could say yes or no, and then if they do it, yep. then we could lock them up. You feel me? So they, they it's just like they watch what we do. So we, we definitely got the knowledge. So you're right about that. We ain't miseducated mm-hmm. on a mass scale. But that access to wealth, which I agreed anyway, yep. access to wealth is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't even... <clears throat> reparations as, a, as just a payment, though, that wouldn't even fix nothing. Because you would still need... Like some some infrastructure change. Now I, I like what cities like Atlanta do. What, what what they do in Atlanta, right, is when they come up with these mm-hmm. massive contracts, they put it in the contract that like twenty five or thirty percent of of all of the contracting has is like guaranteed has to go to minority or black businesses. You feel me? Okay. Now if they did if they did that on a on a national scale, along with reparations, along with like whatever, free school, free, you know, free secondary education, college or vocational or trade school, 
then we will be really talking about being in line with, with, with correct reparations. You feel me? Because you gotta, right. you can't just give a bunch of people money and then you don't give them an opportunity to compete. I can get a bunch of money, right? I can start a construction company. But if I can't get no contracts to build no stadiums or if I can't get a contract to build no government buildings or nothing like that, I'm not going to be able to compete. I won't be viable. Yep. You feel me? So. Yep. Only thing you could do is just toss your money into the ring. Yeah. Or only thing I can do is the rest of the consumers. Is, is sell my, my services to other black people. And that's not where the money is right. at. We know that. We know that the people who make the most money sell things to everybody. If you only relegated to serving yeah. only black people, we only 13% of the population, You ain't if you ain't serving the other 87%, you're not going to blow up like that. You're not going to get rich. Your, your business is not going to grow. And eventually, one of the white companies is going to buy you out. And it's going to be over. Or you're going to just go out of business. Yeah. Yep. You feel me? So, yeah, that government that government contract yep. or the, the, the contracting thing is going to be big. So, I would say that access to wealth is is definitely... The major thing and Umar man he an interesting dude because he has done a lot of stuff that's he is. that's like questionable but when he when he get to talking like that though he be on the money every time man Umar yeah, be knowing what he, he talking killing about. it yeah. I ain't gonna lie I was tuned in because I hadn't been I hadn't been uh been paying attention him to him as of late because mm-hmm. you know that when it came to that whole school situation mm-hmm. but when he when he talked man he, that dude man he 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 like you say he really be on the money man yeah. And I, I agree with a lot of stuff he say. Mm-hmm. He be knowing what he's talking about. And he he is mm-hmm. dynamic. And he definitely got the school, though. He got it earlier this year. I, I remember seeing that. And I was like, dang, they, the, the media real quiet. That The fact that he actually acquired right. a couple school buildings. Like, he got a couple buildings, actually. You know what I'm saying? Well, it is, it's, two other, it's, two, it's two podcasters that be going at his neck. I ain't going to mention them. Okay. But they be going at his top. They go at his top a little bit. I, they, don't, they, ain't cutting, they ain't looking to cut him no slack, either. For real. But I, I like I like what he's talking about. And if he if he do have those schools, man, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, he already got I seen him. he walked around, gave a tour of everything. Man, them schools is in kind of good condition too, man. So yeah, I hope he get them things okay. open within the next two years. I'm gonna have to look years. it up. Where where'd you see it at? On YouTube. He was just walking around the school building. He he actually let people who donated walk around the building. They seen it. People was walking around with him, giving him a tour of the building and everything. Gotcha. Yeah. Now that's dope. Yeah, I I, re- I respect it. He, that, 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 Go ahead. That makes me that make that that makes me happy to hear that for mm-hmm. real. Yeah, I respect that. But uh, so let's let's we can we can wrap it up. But I, first, I want you to shout your producer out because you told me that one producer did all of the or one yeah, beat maker. Man. He's a beat because you produced all this music. But yeah, one beat maker yeah. gave you all that music. Tone. Man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Tone Jones, man. Okay, the dude like and and I got a whole another selection I'm about to cook up for the next batch, mm-hmm. but. It's Tone Jones, the dude is nasty, bro. Like when it come down to this beats, like I love, I love how he do his transitions and stuff like that. So it just, it just embodies my whole style. Yeah. Um, and with with when it comes to the mixing and mastering part and the producing part and and arranging, I did it all myself, sitting right here in this studio that I'm in right now. Nice. And I'm very, I'm proud of that. You know what I mean? Nice. So. What's um? So, where yeah, Tone man. from? Where Tone Jones from? I believe he's from South Carolina, but he live in Atlanta. Oh, okay. How you link? Yeah. How you link up with him? I link the, the internet, man. Okay. Airbit. Yeah, the internet. We just and we just went from there. Like I just heard it one day, and was like, all right. It's like I said. He, he like I said. He got the style that I like. Mm-hmm. So that's hard, man. I, I, I went re- from there. Like yeah. one of the main things about supporting people that you know personally is like a lot of people's quality of of sound. Or what they call, uh, you know, sound quality, fidelity, mm-hmm. high fidelity. It's not. It's not always up to par. So the fact that you right. know how to mix and master and produce all your own stuff is crazy because your your sound quality is up there. I was like, and I'm gonna tell you this. I know we, cool. I know, I know we about to wrap up, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but I'm gonna tell you anybody who listening to this right now, um, if you a rapper or single, whatever you make music, invest in yourself. Invest in your own studio. Sit down, learn it. I'm talking about the business side and the creative side. Sit down and study it. I sat down and I studied how to mix and master for about two to three months before I actually began to record in the, in in the way that that you know that you that the the end of result has came out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just invest in yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm super duper proud of this album. 
and I almost shed a tear when it dropped, man, because it's been a long time in the making, dog. Mm-hmm. That joint hard. It's, it's streaming it's, everywhere, right? Yeah, man, streaming everywhere. So if you got Spotify, Title, Apple Music, Google Play, Deezer from the, from my folks overseas, mm-hmm. anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, just look up Busy OG, B Z Z Y OG. Mm-hmm. The album called B Z Z Y Busy, and and we just rocking, man. It's just the beginning. Yeah, that's hard. So you plan on doing any any shows, moving yeah. around, per, per, uh, performing that thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got a show uh, in New York uh, on Monday mm-hmm. uh, with my man Dan Sand. He actually putting it on. So I'll be at the Mercury Lounge in Manhattan uh, in New York. Doors open at 9, man. Mm-hmm. So if anybody that's listening that's in New York, come check me out, man. We about to, we about to, we about to light it up. Pull up, pull up. All right, so... so if you're yeah. trying to if you're trying to convince somebody to listen to your album, you got one sentence to give them. Give them that sentence, man. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? That's <laughs> I would say if I if, well what I, I I would I would ask that if I had if I had one sentence. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If you looking to get over whatever obstacle is in front of you, this is what you need to listen to. Yeah. We didn't even really how, get into the into the church theme because it is very church themed. The album you got yeah, you got a God yeah. song on there, you got the church on there, front pew yep. we talked about, pray. Uh what's another title you yep. got? Well, wind. I see I, I like wind too. Once it's love gone. What do you say? Once yeah, it's gone, yeah. I'm in the wind, girl, I'm in the wind. Yeah, I like that shit. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm out of here. Wind, yeah. I like that joy too. Uh yeah. And and the reason reason being too is like those are those are very very polarizing. It's polarizing uh, topics, mm-hmm. and so that's that's what I, I what it was rooted in. And I know that people pay attention to stuff like that too. So mm-hmm. and so yeah, that's that's why I named them a lot of that. And, you know, of course, God. I'm you know that's you know it, it, once they hear it, man, they'll understand. Yeah, hard. Right, that's why I was like, damn, man. who's this? Who be, who made these beats? These beats sound like somebody made them while you was in the studio with them, telling them your ideas because the, the beats is perfect for what you was doing with them. Yo, or the way I create though, um, I have to listen to the beat first. Mm-hmm. I never, I get, in, I get inspired by, I, I'm inspired by beat makers. I'm inspired by the by the music, yeah. and that's how I, that's how I get my thoughts together. Mm-hmm. I very rarely have thought of rhymes with no beat at all. Yeah, so I know that is that's like that's a little that's bit. Right. You could definitely tell the difference. Like a song, like somebody wrote the song before they ever had a beat, and then they just rapped what they had on the beat. You could tell the difference mm-hmm. between yeah, right, definitely. Yeah, every song, every song you get from me is gonna be tailored to that beat. Okay, period. Well, that joint was hard, so, man. Yeah, man. I'm waiting for. <clears throat> my brother, man, he touched down, and when he dropped some music, I could get him on here, and we could have this same type of thing, but. You know, for now, yeah. I got got my man Busy OG. Hopefully, if anybody else is interested, but your music got to be, you know, if even if you ain't the best rapper, you know, Biz is a nice rapper, but even if you ain't the best rapper, your sound quality still got to be up there. Like, you know what I mean? Just listen to what Busy said. He said he took three months, three, four months, and he locked in on how to mix and master. That's very important. That's really one of the first steps if you want people to listen to your music at all. Because if that shit trash in the car, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to turn it off. Exactly, you feel me. People want to listen. They want to listen to your music as loud as they can, man. Exactly. You can't do that if it's all grainy and and and, and the levels ain't right and the, you don't know nothing about compression and equalizing mm-hmm. and all this good. Like if you if you're not doing that, man, get back in the lab, work on that before you start sending your link out and all this other type shit. You feel me? Everybody's so Facts. eager. They eager to get their music heard. They don't even want it to sound good. Like, it's, come on, man. Right. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Take time on yourself. Yeah, take hey. time on your music. Take time on yourself. Facts. Hey, that never did. That never did. Still in my be stuck in my head. Too hang on. <laughs> That's my shit. Yeah, man. Shouts. Hey, look. I'm, I'm gonna give a big shout out to my man Gator. Okay. Oh Again, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was supposed to come out to this show. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was supposed to come out to this show with me. He 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 actually on never did. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he he dropped the record too. Y'all look up Gator Money as well. Yeah. Um. That's my dog. Uh. But yeah, I just wanted to use that to do that. But yeah, man, we gonna have a lot more stuff, man. Okay. Never did is out there. Hopefully, we get down. You in Atlanta, right, or close to Atlanta? I'm in Atlanta. Oh yeah, I'm in Riverdale, but it's Atlanta, yeah. Gotcha. 
Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So look, we I gotta I gotta make my way down there, man. I need to need to start start getting some shows in Atlanta mm-hmm. and start moving around in a major way. Definitely. Let me know. I'll I'll pull up on you. Yeah. Facts, facts. All right, man. That's that's all we got for y'all today, man. Salute busy. Got on here, rocked out with me. I'm a I'm a um we're gonna try to get some music in here somewhere, probably at the beginning and at the end. You know what I mean? And so y'all can hear okay. that shit fire. But uh, yeah, man. you got anything else you want to tell them, Biz, before we get out of here? I just want to say, man, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. I'm mad that Shay wasn't able to uh, show up because I really be listening to the show, man. I love y'all dynamic. Okay, appreciate I love it. what you're doing, bro. Yeah, and and keep keep this joint going, bro. You know what I'm saying? I seen I seen how how the how the numbers is growing, mm-hmm. and like you just stand on the path and staying consistent. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just beautiful that you could do something that with, with your lady, man, and y'all can can see the fruition together. Yeah, man, I appreciate so, that. I appreciate that, and appreciate the support. Yeah, most definitely. Are you coming on here, man? We gonna we gonna uh, grow. These things together for real most definitely bro all right man peace out family uh no matter how hard you try bitch i never fall my loft in the sky bitch get in front of the judge you gonna lie bitch and like an egg in the pan you gonna fry bitch since day one you turn my kids against me but i still prosper when i die i'm gonna leave them millies i did it proper they don't understand it now but they get it when they grown you can always call your pop he ain't never on your own they been asking for the heat man i'm always in the zone when i play i play for keep you don't want to see the chrome in chicago with the beats with the folks and the stones in new orleans with the saints seen the cracks in the dome i live Below the flood line, been down this can folk and bloodline. Whoa, now I reach heights above my ghost town and black people. I love my. Hey, hold on, OG. We ain't talking about all them niggas now. Is nah. Now I ain't saying all you niggas though This is for my people who was raised out on Kimbo Side betting niggas give me five on the ten to four. I stumbled in the service, I'ma see I'm what it's sitting on the front pew. They say that that's the way you reach God. I'm just watching from the front pew, and they don't understand how we ball. I'm just sitting on the front pew. They say that that's the way you reach God. I'm just watching from the front pew. You worse than me, how you don't see y'all? Grandma say I need to go to church. I'm used to sending fucking women on the first date, so I sent a couple prayers. It ain't work. It got me feeling like the big man curse me, oh law. I'm just trying to do the right thing. But I really want the mama in them tight jeans, oh law. I'm just trying to do the right thing. But I really want right, the mama in I told the pastor I'm a hustler like him. He said, You wanna be me? You gotta hustle and pimp. He said, You get on your feet and don't you buckle like them. Get you a couple of solid deacons to run on your ship. Get you a couple of dime pieces, a couple of side pieces. Get you some wine leaking, make all of them sign leases. Collect you some time pieces, the money gon' increase. And here come them police. And hold up, man, I'm just sitting on the front pew. They say that that's the way you reach God. I'm just watching from the front pew, and they don't understand how we ball. I'm just sitting on the front pew. They say that that's the way you reach God. I'm just watching from the front pew. You worse than me, how you don't see y'all? I just want everybody to know that if you're not bringing any positivity in one's life, then fuck you. If you're not fucking feeding or financing me, then fuck you. All of you miserable motherfuckers who are not bringing any positivity, I don't give a damn about none of that shit. Thank you, Pastor Matthews, for that uh, powerful word. Uh, we're going to pass the collection plate. We love the money that jingles, but we rather the kind that folds. Amen? Amen. I'm just sitting on the front pew. They say that that's the way you reach God. I'm just watching from the front pew. And they don't understand how we ball. I'm just sitting on the front pew. They say that that's the way you reach God. I'm just watching from the front pew. You worse than me, how you don't see y'all. And one more thing before I leave. You did not have to snatch that microphone out of my hand. Um... 
You know, I, I knew you was hating past the do good when I first walked through here because the first lady was checking out a player. Don't get mad at me, man. You're miserable. You're a miserable motherfucker and you know it. You understand me? Because I kick your narrow ass.